the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Silicon Valley Business Connections, brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce, where diversity and opportunity are one. From education to employment, entrepreneurship to innovation, this program is your weekly connection to the latest trends and opportunities taking place all across Silicon Valley. Host Carl Davis Jr. talks to the rock stars of Silicon Valley and offers you engaging interviews and insights from local, regional, and internationally acclaimed business leaders, entrepreneurs, and community leaders to help you stay connected. Now, here's your host, Carl Davis Jr. Hi, this is Carl Davis Jr., and I'm the president of the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce, and you've tuned in to Silicon Valley Business Connections. We got a special guest in here. You know, this is Carl and Carl here. It's Carl Davis Jr. and it's Carl Walsh. Carl, who do we have coming on the show today? Well, I am very proud to uh, to bring this gentleman on today. Uh, this name, this gentleman's name is Jeff Myers. He's the COO of Quantum Electrical uh, Contractors Inc. in San Jose. They are a fully licensed contracting company for commercial building and energy saving solution retrofits. Uh, they are consulting services with large Silicon Valley corporations for energy reduction, business modeling for LED manufacturing and governments and utilities in the Caribbean and the Philippines. And they are a um, reputable trade professional company for PG&E and a proud member of the Silicon Valley Chamber, soon to be a proud member of the Silicon Valley Black Chamber. Of that's, what, that's what I like to hear, <laughs> Carl. Come on, come and, on, bring it. And, Jeff, uh, they have the... Um, Proud, they are very, very. I'm very proud of this. The fact that uh, they are the 2016 Employer of the Year for the Santa Clara County Cal Works Program. Wow! So, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to bring to you a very, very, very good friend, Mr. Jeff Myers, COO of Quantum Electrical Contractors. Go yeah, ahead, Jeff. And that's where the that's where the where the clapping yeah. comes in. And, hey. Come on, Jeff. Bring hey, Jeff. it, Jeff. So, Jeff, let me ask you something. When did you when yeah. did you learn about the fact that you guys won the Employer of the Year, and and what is what does that actually mean for you? So we actually found out about this uh, roughly two weeks ago, and quite honestly, I, I I almost hate to admit this, I wasn't even aware of the award that they were giving out um, it, they, when they contacted me about this. Uh, so it was it was quite surprising as well as humbling. The, the award basically comes from a, a county uh, employment center uh, here for Santa Clara County. They've been so instrumental for us uh, in hiring people lately. Yeah. Uh, I've been working with the people over there uh, at the center, uh, SUNY and, uh, and Helena. We've been trying to find people, uh, especially electricians, for uh, a good year and a half. And they work very close with us on helping us find electricians, They've helped us find uh, administrators, uh, estimators, and we've hired a number of people from the center in the last year. Um, the, the people over there have been so helpful to the point that I, I started helping them back. I started introducing them to other companies um, that they could um, uh, take some of their uh, administration people over to, uh, even had uh, uh, some good friends that have their own companies hire some of the people as well. We also did some mock interviews with them, uh, with the center. So it, it's been it's been a great 
great story, uh, nonetheless. I, I've actually, uh, they've been giving us so many uh, good candidates, especially from the front office area, that it was uh, became difficult to choose from at times. So uh, I'm very, very thankful, very, very grateful, and um, it was a humbling experience to have them come here and, and tell us that we had won. Well, that's 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 kind of cool. So that must mean that you guys, you you do a lot of really good work in the community. You work very well with uh, with uh, your employers and the people that come in. But that really must mean that you are a, one of the I don't know how to say it a quality grade A uh, company, uh, an electrical company uh, in San Jose that does great work. In order for you to be honored like that, uh, I appreciate that, and I'd like to think so. Uh, one of the key factors uh, of at Quantum here when we hire is we take a look at it and we call it form fit then function. And, and basically what that means is we, we look for people that uh, want to participate, uh, can uh, fit in. And um, we worked very hard on that in the last um, really six years. And since the, the form and the fit of the personnel became our top priority uh, and the function later, because quite honestly, you can teach a lot of the function, the technical aspects of, of, of a job, um, but you can't teach character. So we really focus on that end of our hiring uh, for the past six years. And uh, another thing, actually, this, that, that really gives the feedback to how it's been working by doing that is that it's very unusual in this industry to have people call you and email you to compliment um, the the, the guys you have out in the field, the crew that you have. I, I mean, to take have somebody take the time to literally call or email to say a compliment about your employees in the field um, is uh, it really a statement as to how well it's been working, and and we're pretty proud of that as well. What type of companies do you guys work with when you uh, when you're doing some of your electrical work? And you, you know, you talk about being a a company that works uh, greatly with the, and largely with the PG&E. Yeah, so what that refers to is uh, a program of incentive money. So if, um, if there's a commercial building that wants to retrofit the building either with HVAC or their electrical to try to reduce the amount of electricity they use, uh, PG&E will work with certain contractors um, to actually help pay for part of that project. Um, to participate in that, you have to be uh, certified as a trade professional company. And um, one of the things that, uh, that I heard when, when we went to be a part of this program was that it was about a two-month cycle. And um, we actually gained trade professional status in just over two weeks. And uh, we were told the main reason was that because we were the only company that actually came in with a presentation, a sample of how we, how we do proposals, how we do audits. Um, so uh, they, they said that the the fact that we came in and such a, had everything professionally organized really just sped up the process and was an, it was an, an easy choice for them to rapidly get us through the program and certify us for trace professional. Now, what it means to a customer is if we go to a large building, do an audit, uh, show them how they can save uh, energy and therefore money, and that pg e will pay for a percentage of that project, uh, it means that the customer then pays us the amount minus the incentive PG&E pays us direct. So it's like an immediate discount to the customer for doing retrofits like this, energy-saving solutions. Um, and um, so it's, it's, we've been doing it really since about 2005, actually. 
we started doing this uh, before it, it really became um, quite the fad. Uh, we also started a program with Google and Toshiba um, back in 2010, where we started retrofitting their um, daycare centers and their cafeterias, uh, converting them to um, LED lighting uh, and dimming systems to rapidly reduce the amount of energy they use in those areas and actually brighten the room. Wow, that's a, a you know, Jeff, that's amazing. Uh, and what you had said earlier about that uh, people actually call you because of the people that you have working for you and with you. I mean, that really says a lot about, you know, how you select the right folks. Um, I'd be very interested to talk to you, and, and we'll just only briefly talk about it now, about, you know, how do you get other minority contractors to work with you, whether they're subs, if you got the job and you're the general or whatever. I'd love to talk to you about that. Or how do you how do you actually make that happen now? Or is that anything that you, you know, consciously do? Actually, that's a great question because the right now we are looking at doing a little bit of expansion to the business that would be a little bit more inclusive. Um, I, I think one of the strengths that we really have as a company is our, our ability to project manage um, these projects, be it a retrofit or even a ground-up construction. Um, we work with all of our guys to make sure that their job isn't necessarily just to do the electrical portion of this, but it's to actually coordinate with the other subcontractors. And uh, we've been very, very successful in making sure that when we're um, doing any type of project, whether it's ground up or a tenant improvement type of project, um, the key factor is coordinating with everybody else that's working around you to make sure everything gets done in an expedient fashion. And um, what we'd like to do, uh, been actually working on, and, and um, Carl's going to be a part of this too in, in helping us figure out how to do this transition, at the beginning of the year, we want to actually move into a larger project management role um, and maybe get closer into the general uh, construction area for tenant improvements where we start uh, working with a group of subcontractors that um, it becomes more of a, a collective group working together on these tenant improvements in the, in the valley here so that projects go smoother and start to work with the one, get regular subcontractors in with us so that we're not just, you know, basically looking for the cheapest route everywhere, but looking for a coordinated collective group of subcontractors that can work together um, and try to do larger and larger tenant improvement type projects in the area. We're going to go to a break uh, soon, but uh, I want to talk a little bit about your LED manufacturing, the companies that you work with. How does that actually work with uh, your retrofits and how that actually help? people save money. And then we want to get into uh, talking about your work that you do in the Caribbean and the Philippines and, and some of the renewable energy uh, work that you talk, that you, that you do. So let's talk a little bit about the LED manufacturing and who you work with. How does that work with you? So what we started with back in uh, 2009 timeframe, 2010, my background comes from working with global manufacturers in the computer products industry. And so I had a lot of relationships uh, throughout Asia, uh, Japan, Korea, China, Taiwan. And so um, at this transition of getting LED products into the U.S., part of it was how do you make sure that the LED products that are being built out in Asia and coming in for the U.S. market are actually made for the U.S. market? Out here, we have a lot of different certifications, uh, um, you know, like everyone's familiar with UL, uh, less people are familiar with ETL, which is an external test lab um, that is uh, similar and usually certified by UL. 
but not well known. Um, so what I did at the time was I worked with several U.S. companies that wanted to be in the LED business and matched them with uh, companies out in uh, Taiwan for production, but we specced down to the component level. We worked with the actual LED chip manufacturers to spec products for color temperatures, specifically for the U.S. market. We helped spec uh, the electrical drivers. Um, we introduced them to uh, different plastics and, um, and CNC-type machinists so they could actually build a spec product. actually worked with a company down in Southern California uh, to help them uh, spec and procure components so they could actually build in the U.S. and be competitive. And uh, that's where we really got into it. Okay, and, great. Um, great. And when we, we're going to take a break here real quick, Jeff. But when we come back, we'd like to finish talking about uh, that. And then we really want to talk a little bit about um, your renewable energy projects that you do and, and, and how do you see that working worldwide and the value and the benefit of that is of working with governments and foreign and uh, power companies and uh, lessening carbon footprints. So we'll be right back in a minute. This is Silicon Valley Business Connections with Carl Davis Jr. Brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce. More information about today's show is available by going to the Chamber's website, blackchamber.com, or call 408-288-8806. Now, back to Silicon Valley Business Connections. Welcome back. We still uh, have Jeff Myers, COO of Quantum Electric Contractors here, the uh, proud 2016 Employer of the Year for the Yay! Santa Clara County Council and future member of the Black Chamber of Commerce. Uh, Jeff, when we, we were talking about LEDs just a little bit, but we want to get into some renewable energy conversations. And we, we know that a lot of the countries, if not every country in, on every continent, is looking to lessen their footprint. Uh, everyone's getting into renewable energy, and Japan is doing some amazing stuff by doing, like, giga-trigger megawatts of power out there, you know. And I know we just built here in California a 500, what was it, 400 or 500 megawatt uh, solar farm up north. Um, so we want to talk about the work you do in the Philippines and the Caribbean in renewable energy. So, so give us a little bit of information about your value on renewable energy. Okay, so back in uh, 2013, we met with um, some representatives from OPIC, O-P-I-C, which is the Overseas um, Private Investment Company, which is an arm of the, the U.S. State Department, <clears throat> as well as members of the uh, Import-Export Bank. And the issue there was the financing of renewable energy was uh, um, somewhat risky to the banks and even to uh, some of the U.S. government with certain countries. So the typical method of financing these projects was uh, termed a PPA, Power Purchase Agreement. And what that meant was that somebody would pay to put this solar farm up, and then um, the electricity it generated, they would sell. It's real risky because if the customer decided they just didn't want to buy that electricity anymore, then the banks were kind of out of money. So uh, in 2013, when they came out here, I proposed to them a an asset project type of business model. And what that means basically is Instead of somebody building the solar farm and selling it to the utility company or a provincial government, the, the asset would actually be built for the utility of provincial government. Mm -hmm. And so basically then they, at that point in time, they pay principal interest and operations fee um, for 100% of the electricity. And that took that risk away from that power purchasing agreement. And uh, they came, uh, they called me up two days later after um, going over this with them and said, 
that's a fantastic idea. It's, it's a good deal for everybody, and um, it takes away a lot of the risk from the bank. Mm. So um, before we would normally only finance up to 50% of renewable energy projects, but under that business model, we would um, finance up to 75%. So um, that's kind of how we've been uh, uh, pushing in the Caribbean and in the Philippines on doing these asset projects to get them moving a little bit faster toward renewable energy. Now, are and you working really with there. are you working with uh, are you working with governments or are you working with power companies or are you working with private entities? Or how, what type of companies are you working with down in the Caribbean and the Philippines? Uh, with the government and the uh, utility companies, okay. and in most cases, the utility company is owned by the government, so right. it's, just, it's an arm of the government. So we're dealing direct with them, um, and uh, as you know, the, the true benefit of this is. When you get in certain areas, they have a lot of brownouts and blackouts. We don't experience it so much here. But um, in, in a lot of these areas, they experience it daily. In one of my trips out to the Philippines, um, I was there for eight days. And in um, the newspaper headlines on four of the days, was about one island still being out of electricity. Yeah. Um, so it, it's a big problem. And so they know they have to have more electricity. And so the best way to do that is to get in there and develop a plan that actually is in regard to the renewable energy. And you guys know this. We've got to re- reduce the, the uh, fossil fuel burning, get the energy to the, uh, to the people in the area. So solar, wind, um, they're, right now they're, they're great um, alternatives to building up a coal plant or uh, a diesel fuel plant, which is what most of them use right now. So what do you, so what do you like best? Out. What do you like best uh, as far as renewable? Do you like solar? Do you like wind? Do you like um, uh, hydro- uh, hydrogen? Do you like uh, trash to gas? What do, you, what do you like best out of renewable? Oh, man, that's a tough question because it's, it's, uh, they, all do, they all have their specialties. I like solar uh, because it's very, very consistent during the day. Uh, uh, wind is rather inconsistent, and so there, there's still a little bit of trouble there. Solar is very predictable. Um, it's, it's easy to manufacture. It's easy to install. Um, the second one for me, quite honestly, is the, the echo gas, the trash to gas. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a small amount of, uh, of footprint that it has, but it, it basically reduces trash down to 10% right. of what it is. And in that process, you're, you're creating electricity. Yeah. And, and so you're removing all of this landfill and creating electricity. And we understand that there's, there are some companies even down in South America that are turning that trash, some of the unusable trash, which is the recycling, into, into uh, housing for the homeless and, and recycling uh, and, and turn, turning them into bricks and turning those bricks into homes. And that's, a, that's another great value that you can take the recycling and turn it into homes. You can take the trash and turn it into gas and electricity, and it reduces the, the, uh, the, the trash uh, basically worldwide. Yeah, it's such a, a phenomenally simple idea. Uh, you have all this, this raw material, basically, and you're turning it into something. Um, instead of having these, these stockpiles of landfills, which have inherent problems of their own, especially if you've ever been up to Shoreline Theater in the early days. Hey, can I, can I chime in for just a second? I, I had a visit to the University of um, UC Davis, and they actually have a, a set of uh, townhomes, townhomes being um, sort of running on trash to gas and solar. So 98% of the energy 
that those townhomes are using. And it's like about maybe maybe a thousand people must live in this kind of complex is being run by solar and trash to gas or trash mm-hmm. to energy. So what you're doing, Jeff, I mean, you guys are working out solutions here that just, like you said, are so simple, so straightforward that the the challenge becomes, you know, why isn't everybody doing it? Why isn't every government doing it? Why, why, why? To tell us why not. God, I wish I could tell you. <laughs> um, the, I mean, you're absolutely correct. These are great solutions. They solve a lot of problems. Um, at, most of the time, it comes down to, um, to be honest with you, the, the funding, the available funding. There's, uh, it is limited, and there are priorities, and so it's just a matter of getting to the right people who understand that um, the, the real priorities here are about the earth and about the footprint. And uh, it's, you can't always find that. Well, we understand um, that Barack Obama had had a real good. Uh, he was very supportive, is very supportive of renewable energy, uh, and invested a lot into renewable energy, uh, including the uh, Power for Africa movement and and getting the State Department to work in the Caribbean and South America uh, in supporting their their efforts in renewable energy. But what do you think now that with the election, uh, with um, uh, Donald Trump and you know him talking about bringing back coal into into Virginia and other places. Uh, what do you think that he would do with the with the value and the, and the investments in renewable energy, not just here in the states but even worldwide? So first off, I want to say that the, the since we went to the State Department and talked about the the asset project type of financing, uh, they were actually very very helpful both in the Philippines and in the Caribbean in helping us get uh, to uh, certain ministers, certain congressmen. Um, you know, it's uh, even fortunate enough to uh, be a guest at Pacquiao's fight in uh, Las Vegas in April 2014. And I got to see with him and his people in that, that special hidden villa in, at the MGM Vegas. <laughs> that was quite a place. Um, but, uh, um, you know, right now, the uh, even in trying to get with the consul out in the Caribbean, uh, it's been tough, and I think a lot of it has to do with uh, everybody's waiting and seeing in regards to what's going to happen. Yeah. The uh, my hope is that the like at, after every election, um, that the the new person that goes in um, cuts down the rhetoric and starts focusing in on the realities of the world today and and uh, puts the energy where it needs to be. And uh, if uh, I understand he wants to try to bring the coal jobs back. And uh, jobs are a good thing, but I don't. I hope he doesn't come through and diminish the effects of the yeah. uh, credits and the loan financing possibilities that we have elsewhere in the world. Yeah. Well, Carl, Carl Davis, the good-looking Carl, he brought up um, um, Tesla and Solar City and the fact that now it's it's mostly owned by by one guy who's a visionary, and I think he's a tremendous visionary. He also does batteries. And I know one thing you were talking about early on in, in your solar career, you were talking about hydrogen battery and storage and storage being a very big part of renewable energy. What do you think about what uh, he's doing over there in Vegas and that, I mean, in uh, Nevada, that whole uh, battery plant? And where's the, uh, where is the life of batteries going within the next couple of years? Well, right now, the, um, the, the, the best option we have is lithium ion. Uh, we're actually working with Tesla in uh, the Philippines and in the Caribbean because when you convert to a higher percentage of renewable energy, you have to have a method of storing. 
because all your production level is during the middle of the day. And so if you want to have a large capacity renewable energy 24 hours a day, basically you have to overproduce during the day, store it in batteries, large batteries, and then use it at night. And uh, Tesla has developed, uh, really from the, the battery technology they have in their car, a grid-level storage system. Yeah. And uh, they've been actually really helpful in doing design work for us and with us. And uh, in regards to uh, the batteries itself, the technology, there are a lot of corporations and universities around the world that are working on, on two aspects of it. One is when lithium-ion is at its end of life, eight, nine, ten years late, um, you have to then dispose of it and, and bring in some new batteries, new technologies. So there are issues with disposing, and so there's, they're working on how to handle that when yeah. we get 8, 10, 12 years from now. Yeah. The other aspect of this is what's the alternative? And there's a lot of smart people around the world that are working on that next alternative that will meet our needs. Yeah, well, we're going to talk about the alternatives later on uh, when we bring you into the studio and talk more about uh, about renewable energy. I'm very proud to have said we had this last 30, sec- 30 minutes to talk to Jeff Myers. He's doing some amazing work, Carl, in, in the world with uh, electricity, uh, renewable energy, how to harness it, how to use it, how to utilize it. And, and uh, I'm very proud of the work that you do, and I hope that you continue to do it. And, and much success to you, Jeff. Uh, Jeff Myers, ladies and gentlemen, and we want to we appreciate you coming on board with us, and we hope to talk to you again soon. Hey, Jeff, we really, we really, we really, so we really enjoyed it, Jeff, and we look forward to the other employment opportunities you're going to provide other people too. So we won't forget that Silicon Valley Thank Business you, Connection. We bring Silicon Valley business to you. You've been listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections with Carl Davis Jr. and brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce. More information about today's show is available by going to the Chamber's website, blackchamber.com. That's blackchamber.com. Or call 408-288-8806. That's 408-288-8806. Copies of our podcast are available online at blackchamber.com. If you would like to know more about a specific guest or make recommendations for upcoming guests and topics, email info at blackchamber.com. Keeping you connected. Silicon Valley Business Connections. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.